So the whip is like the the like flopping is uh, in musical form. Is that right? I thought we were I thought we were going. Come on, we're starting. I just want to ask a question. Hello and welcome to the <laughs> multiplayer project, which is our space to share our appreciation of games we have played together and to share our tips for how you might play with your friends. My name is Nicholas Pizarro, and I'm joined as always by Sam Peck. And joining us today is a returning guest known for his witty banter and charm. It's is Tyler. I wish I was on vacation and that was the reason why I left. Crump. <laughs> all right. All You're right. Also seasick playing Sea of Thieves. The sea was that so realistic. Was. You couldn't play the game long enough. And your this stomach was so weak. For those who are just listening and not being able to view, because this is a podcast, this is me mimicking the motion in the ocean. Very realistic. Very nice. All right, Sam. What are we talking about today? Today we oh, are... Wait, wait! Oh my god, sorry. Go ahead. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm excited too. Uh, I, I still am... I, I, I could keep it together and not interrupt my, my uh, co-host, but um, today we've got a very exciting topic. I, it's a very contentious topic. In fact, I think we're going to get our first email, maybe, because we're talking about fizzles and flops, the games that we tried this past year that did not hook us and our mm-hmm. small group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's that's the topic today. Wait, you, you said we're, you think we're going to get our first email as in like, this episode is going to be so controversial that someone's going to tweet us. Yeah, yes. Or send us an email. Yes, they might send us an email at the multiplayer project one thousand at gmail dot com. The multiplayer project at gmail dot com was taken, I assume. Yes, yes. Uh, as were one through nine hundred ninety nine, but one thousand was free. PP probably taken. Yeah. I'm ready for the email. We can read it live on the next episode. Oh, gosh. Uh, and we can respond to it. Also, for the record, um, I hope it's from one of our previous listeners. Uh, you know, maybe one of the dogs will figure out how to write emails just so that they can get one to us to tell us how mad they are about our flop. We got to open a voicemail line for them, I think. Oh, that's dogs. right. In the name of accessibility. Wait, does it, speaking of dogs, what's our stats look like? Is that another one of the business options? The business good yeah. segue. So, so yes. So, thank you for segueing to the business update. Uh, my my only business update uh, today is to um, remind Nick that this is a family friendly podcast. Oh, I believe I have a what's it called? FTC declared limit of one swear per episode. Did I swear already? <laughs> as long as it's not the f bomb, then yes. <laughs> Uh, Nick, can you do me a favor and say like fizz in an exciting way, and then I'll just take that clip and use that to like, re- like bl- uh, bleep you every time you swear. Fizz, fizz, awesome. I think that one, second one That's is one. the second one was the best one. I think the second <laughs> one was the good one. Uh, but I say the other word more, so I'm trying to think. Sally, something like shoe, <laughs> or shoe. Shoo. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is, everybody. There it is. All right. Hi. All right. Only Nick all right. can swear 
while making a mistake on the bleep for his own swearing. That's oh pro. man, I used pro to not move. swear at all. I don't know what happened. All right, um, fizzing gold. Next, okay, oh. we're in the elevator pitch portion. Um, where we describe. Oh wait, no! I thought we were going to talk about our viewers, our listeners. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's yeah. 136 plays. It's uh, yeah, we're we're, we're creeping up. Plays. Yeah. Listen, hey, I, think, yeah. I think we need a, I think we need to invest in some ads. Throw a couple ads out there. We'll get a thousand views in no time. I got five dollars. Contri- I'll contri- I'll contribute to that. We'll What's the, well, what Facebook. platform are you proposing? I don't. I ads? don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe we can get some of those Facebook Marketplace people. Just oh, uh, we'll. we'll Pay that. We'll go on Facebook Marketplace and pay people money. That's a, that. We'll probably get a pretty good conversion on that one. That must be like a one to one. One dollar if you listen to three episodes. Got to pump those no, dude. Up. People on Facebook Marketplace are not reliable. They will find some way to not do it correctly. They'll take our money. It may All not right. even be malicious, but they'll find a way. Maybe we'll, we'll we'll look into that. We'll see if we can if there's an actual avenue. We'll 136. Grow. We'll, we'll grow organically. Well, I think adver- paid advertising is an interesting route, but but uh, we have to ha- we have to publish this episode first. That's I, true. All right. Because hey. uh, I don't know if you guys do this with other podcasts, but like, let's say I discover a podcast that has a hundred episodes, but I know nothing about it. How do I know if I'm going to like this podcast or not? Especially if it's like an anthology podcast. Yeah. I listen to something I'm familiar with. Right, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like it. a, it's like the calibration episode, right? Yeah. Like, do these guys <laughs> like Valheim like I do? They always do, of and course. therefore I trust them. <laughs> so you're saying as we expand our inventory, our potential base of listeners will increase naturally. Maybe I'm saying that. Absolutely. I'm I'm also saying that this episode is going to be a calibration episode because <laughs> I I really do. Ple- people are going to be like, well, I know I already know. Like I was talking with Will last night. Uh, you know, also a special guest of the podcast. And he, he was like, you can't call Valorant a flop. And I'm like, I'm going to call Valorant a flop. Oh, dang. Uh, that's, a, that's a preview to what's coming. It's going to be hot. <laughs> it's going to be fire. Buckle up. It's becoming, it's becoming controversial. Now you're right. Contentious emails. Here it comes. At the multiplayer project 1000 at gmail.com. <laughs> All you right. almost forgot the email address. I could tell by your facial expression. I did. Anyways, I was, like so close. I was like looking at you to correct me. Um, okay, let's. <laughs> I like the chaotic nature of our discussion this morning. Let's talk about what a flop and or fizzle is. I have a question for the group. Are we differentiating between flop and fizzle? In my mind, I am, and I'll state why. I believe that a flop is something we played. We're just like, nah, no good. Who cares? Toss it in the bin. I think a fizzle is something where, like, you have, like, a good, you know, base of, of incendiary material if we're talking about making a fire and it fizzles out. See what mm-hmm. I did there? Yes, I but see But it just that. doesn't catch. That's how I see it. I would agree. I don't, I don't think that there's any disagreement here from my side on the fizzle and flop. I even would, I even would expand on the fizzle a little bit to, to say that mm. it might have been something that started off with that, you know, a Ooh. good interest potentially, and maybe even ones that uh, we just never even got enough people for. Because there was a few that was like potentially could be good. Mm. Uh, I think there was a game we played the other day. I, I don't want to quite call it a fizzle yet at this point, but had to do with basketball. But that one was <laughs> like we had a great time one night, right? 
and maybe that's enough. But then if we never play it again, that still might, in my mind, kind of fall into the fizzle category. That's a fizzle. But, okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting. You know, I, we, we've been calling it fizzles and flops. I've just been thinking, you know, fizzles and flops versus not fizzles and flops. And this is because this is really important. And that is that just because a game, just because we're going to define a game as a fizzle and or flop on this podcast, that is nothing yeah. against the game. You know, yeah. I, I love Overwatch. You know, I've mm-hmm. got probably like over 800 hours played in Overwatch. I've got mm-hmm. less than 20, you know, in Golf with Friends. But mm-hmm. Overwatch was a flop mm-hmm. and Golf with Friends was not a flop. Right. And so yeah. it's like, it's nothing against the game. It's just like, why, you know, why didn't, and we'll, we'll talk about, I'll, t- I'll, I'll try to justify why Overwatch was a flop in our book or my book. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and why, you know, that, 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 that's why it, it's, it's nothing against the game itself. It's just the circumstances around our, our group or our community uh, yeah. led to it just not taking off like, like other games did. I like it. I like it. Sounds like we're in alignment and we're ready to begin planning for the next quarter yeah i got my i got my hot takes right here ready to go all right awesome so uh why don't we go one by one uh tyler start us off um just say which one was a flop or or a fizzle yeah oh let's see uh i'm gonna start with valorant okay (laughs) and i know this is gonna be this is gonna be one of those hot ones sorry will uh sorry will sorry will (laughs) Sorry, Will. Um, sorry, Valorant community and all of the um, toxicity that you bring from League of Legends <laughs> with you. Uh, and CSGO. And CSGO. And CSGO. Yeah. It's the hybrid. It's the, the toxicity of both. Okay, so <laughs> Just my kidding. opinion. Uh, yeah. Two reasons why Valorant was a flop. Number one, um, I don't think that most of us... <laughs> This is gonna be so bad. Uh, maybe this is maybe this is why Overwatch is also a flop. We don't coordinate very well in the multiplayer project. And you mean in the game? In the game? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. In the game. That's what I mean. Um, and because of that nature, like communication coordination, sometimes we just struggle with. Because the core of the multiplayer project, in my opinion, was around like fun, right? Mm-hmm. And Valorant, in its competitive nature becomes very competitive very quickly and the type of people that play uh like you can get just stomped so quickly in valorant yeah uh and i think that's kind of what happened for us when we were playing against other groups and then when we were playing against each other uh did we ever play against each other no i don't know i don't think we ever did it's 5v5 anyway right 5v5 yeah so big things were one Getting five people who wanted to play Valorant, okay, that was the, that was the big mm-hmm. hurdle number one. Hurdle number two, getting five people uh, that were able to cooperate together in Valorant in a way that we didn't feel like we were just getting completely crushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think, for me personally, I actually hadn't really tried Valorant until the multiplayer, which again is fine, because that's the purpose of the multiplayer project, right, is for us to play games that we hadn't before. But going into it the first time, like there were a few things that were just like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, why is my screen bright purple? <laughs> is this a, was this a flashbang? I don't know what's happening. Right, and then and right. then you're dead. And then you're just like, okay, well, I don't know what's going on. Right. And so I think there is a learning curve 
uh, for Valorant for like because of the champions and like having to know a little bit about them and and since so many of us were just new together, uh, like we're just like okay, you know, I don't know what's going on. Do you know what's going on? I don't know what's going on. Do you know? No, nobody knows. We're just like okay, well, whatever. This isn't working. Yeah. So uh, I want to. Uh, you, you said we're uncoordinated. I'll I'll just say it. Like we're not that good at video games. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like and and games where you have to be good for to, in order to have fun, you know, means that you're going to have less fun, especially if you're playing against strangers. And then and then my point number two, and we've talked about this on yeah. the podcast before, is it is fun to kill friends. It is fun to be killed by friends. It is you know, depending on the game, it is comparatively less fun to be killed by complete strangers. And uh, right. Valorant is is definitely in that category of, you know, you'll just get you'll just get sniped by, you know, someone yeah, the fun across is- the map and. The fun is winning. In Valorant, the fun is winning. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you can't keep up with Doritos underscore 420. They're just younger than you and better. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget Doritos 420. Uh, can I, uh, anything else on Valorant? I want to, because I think this is a good segue to my, my first FOP. I, I just want to say that I think what both you said is correct in that uh, I feel like for us, like highly competitive games with like matchmaking is not the best fit for the group. We just don't have the, we've got too much variance within the group for that to be reliably enjoyable. And I'll pass to you, Sam. And that's, and that is exactly why Overwatch is my first flop. It has exactly the same problems as, as Valorant for our group, right? Competitive matchmaking. You have to be good. You have to coordinate. You're playing against with or against strangers, and it's hard uh-huh. to get an in-house game of six v six. Combined with the fact that, especially in Overwatch, compared to Valorant, our skill gaps are are, are massive, significant, uh, so big, massive. right? So big that Overwatch itself says, "No, you two can't play together," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they know. That's pretty bad. That's a yeah. pretty big gap. That's a pretty big gap when even the game looks at you and goes, "Nah." Are you sure? sure (laughs) it's like really no no um other reasons sam what's up is that is was that it was there more reason i I do i do think that this episode is going to be really long if this is how long we're going to take on each one but that's okay no that's all i got again i'm only gonna say this one one, uh, this is the last time i'm saying it i i love overwatch right nick and i play almost every night right at 10 o'clock when he's done playing uh games that he likes more uh (laughs) So I got nothing against it. It just it it just wasn't for our particular group, you know, under the heading of multiplayer project. Yes, yeah. I agree. I think Valorant and Overwatch kind of fall into that same bucket. Too competitive, big skill gaps. Yeah. Um, I mean, sorry, go, go ahead, ahead. Grum. Oh no, I was gonna say we can go out on the next one, Nick, if you had one. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, uh just as a more general statement. I think another thing we've learned is like, don't force it. I mean, like, okay. I well Oh, do I have a good example here? Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, I'll talk about one, which is Ember, which I think was a flop. Um, I actually was enjoying playing Ember, but like everyone else was like, eh, <laughs> think I'm done. I was like, cancellation grenade or whatever, and Sam was like, I'm done playing this. And I think that's fine. You know, like you need like a certain amount of buy-in from the group, and there's so many games out there that like if you're just not seeing that traction, it's all right to just give up. Um and Ember, I think, was just a game that the way I diagnosed it was it was just a little too 
repetitive, like, and maybe the core loop wasn't compelling enough. And that was why it, why, why it flopped, but I did enjoy playing it um, for the brief time we played, I think about 50 minutes or so. Yeah. I, I, you know, you said, you know, you said something very, very important, which is like, yeah, don't, you know, don't worry about it if it doesn't work out. And, and I want to make clear for listeners, because we have a we have a fancy podcast called The Multiplayer Project, and we have a chance, you know, it seems all official and stuff. But, you know, it's really not. Uh, we don't force, we're not trying to be too serious about any given game. We don't ask people mm-hmm. to show up or anything like that. And uh, and if if some people like a game and others don't, then they'll just go play it. It's totally fine, yeah. right? I know, I know, yeah. I know uh, Marcus and Will and, and everyone, they were playing Valorant for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not like, yeah, it's not like we're uh rigid yeah. about this stuff yeah the only way it gets on the podcast though is if if nick and sam play it <laughs> otherwise and it's that's like... and that's the other important definition of a fizzle and flop it's if we say it is that's right you freaking jerks okay ember uh i agree nick it was the core loop was just a little flat i think for ember although it was fun for the first little bit um i think What's th- this was a Xbox Game Pass game. That's so right. Xbox Game Pass, the best value in the business right now. Yeah, I feel like something. Yeah, going on the. We should we we should have a special link where we get kickbacks for people who sign up for it. Because for reals though, it really is. It's a really great deal. But Ember was one of those. It was one of those that we uh, we tried because it was there, right? And, yeah. And, I, mm-hmm. and we do think if you are going to, you know, if you're going to be trying something like what we're doing with your multiplayer product with your friends, like. Game Pass is a great way to not have to buy everyone to have to buy the games, right, and get them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ember Core Loop was was kind of boring. You get like everything you needed to know in the first twenty minutes, and then the fun is like working together. And then after that, uh, I think the the problem I had with Ember was that because the entire game, at least from what we had done with, was PVE, right. Mm-hmm. Um, the interaction between us yep. felt so limited that the, like all we had to do was like cooperate in the sense that it's like, okay, well you go there and you go there and then we're going to make money. Mm-hmm. And then everything was said and done. And it was like, oh, well we were like playing in this. It was like, it was like all of us were reading different books in the same room. Right. Like that's what it felt <laughs> like in terms of like how we were enjoying It's like <laughs> enjoying each other's company, but not right. really playing together. Yep. I agree. Interesting. Tyler, what's the so next? Th- my my uh, next one is uh, actually I'm looking at these lists here. My next one would be Project Winter. I know uh, you guys had that on your guys' list too, but I yeah I think that was actually one that I can't remember if I was the one who brought that one in, but it was one that I had played separately. Um, so Project Winter is a I'm going to use Among Us as the re- the the comparison social deception. One. Yeah, social deception. Like Among Us, I use Among Us because probably most people had at some point, if you'd been alive in the gaming industry in the last four years, you played it because everyone yep. was playing it at one point. Uh, it's like an Among Us type of social deception game. You're all on a mountain. Uh, you're trying to be the. If you're the good guys, you're trying to escape the mountain. If you're the bad guys, you're trying to kill them so they don't. And you have a series of things that you have to do in order to uh, escape. <clears throat> My problem with the game was. There was certain, um, um, like it was long, right? Like, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, uh, a bit long, yeah. It was really long. So when you played a, a game, like you were in it and you were committed for like 25 minutes 
or mm. so, right? And if you died, which is very possible for you to get <laughs> like die and get killed uh, in the first five minutes, then you basically did nothing. Yeah, for the other twenty minutes, and that wasn't really compelling for our group, um, especially in some cases where, you know, some other games we played where. You know, the objective is to kill Nick. If that, you know, if that behavior transitioned over into Project Winter, then he would die early. Uh, and then he would just not have fun for the next 20 minutes. But another thing was, is that there's a piece of the deception that exists in the game that you couldn't accomplish. This is my personal problem with it. Like you could take, you could kill somebody, you can take their clothes and you can impersonate them. But because we all knew each other and we were yeah. overvoiced, like the impersonation feature was worthless because right. um, like we knew we knew that was oh that's not Sam's voice yeah yeah <laughs> I, I'm Jules like no <laughs> that's no, Nick yeah. doing a really bad attempt at talking like Jules <laughs> yeah and it doesn't it it was one of the core features in my opinion it was one of the core features that they built into the game as a form yeah. of like. Tricking each other, yeah. right, and playing with strangers, and that 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 deception was being able to do that, mm-hmm. and it was completely removed as as a thing that you could do. But my my biggest things were one, the games were really long, and and two, like once you were eliminated, then you, then you're basically just an observer, and that just wasn't wasn't fun. Yeah, Nick, what's your next flip, fizzle, and or flop? Okay. Here's one that I think was a, we gave it our best. We spent a whole night playing this game, this game that's recognized globally for its significance, brings in a ton of money for its parent partner, partner, I mean company. (laughs) Uh, It's Grand Theft Auto V. And that game, I'd heard so much about Grand Theft Auto V and the online mode and how much money it, it, it produced. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. it has to be good. You know, mm-hmm. all these people are buying shark cards. They're making tons of money. They're like, why should we make the next GTA? Although it sounds like they're actually starting that process. Yes. Um, so it must be good. And we got it for free through Epic, which was cool. I was like, all right, everyone, let's jump on, play some Grand Theft Auto V. To start, this is one thing I freaking hate about games. You want to play the multiplayer thing. It's like, oh, wait, you got to do a tutorial or you got to do some story or, you know, you got to do a whole bunch of stuff before you can play it. So we all have to go through the stupid, like, intro scene before we, like, get out in the world and actually group up and do stuff. Mm. And then the problem that I had was, like, what do we do? I don't know. It, it, It really felt like a game that had, like, a bunch of multiplayer clutched into it. It wasn't clear, like, what the interactions were meant to be or how you're meant to do them. So there was like Mm -hmm. a lot of struggle, I think in terms of just trying to like start up the right thing. And then when we played different games, I think we tried like, I don't know, eight different versions or modes. Most Mm. of them were like, this feels like a worse version of the thing that this is trying to be. (laughs) Uh, And the only one that was fun was like the Tron cycle game that was pretty cool wait the which one? Oh yes yes yeah i remember there was a there was a game where you're like on motorcycles and you like had a beam of light behind you and you're basically trying to like cut off your your oh yes 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 but the other stuff like we played like a zombies thing maybe or something and that was like unclear and unbalanced and hard was it werewolves i don't know 
then, there was one where we were hunting each other in the room and it was like all dark. I don't remember what that mode was called. Oh yeah, either. yeah, yeah. In the yeah, with with like the flashlights. That was like all right, but I, so, I feel like I feel like it ended up turning into essentially being a racing game is what we ended up finding the most enjoyable. Was the most enjoyable. The driving, yeah. Yeah, a racing game in GTA five. So uh real quick, one of the things I would agree with, Nick, not just the freaking tutorial, <laughs> but oh my gosh. How the, the fact that it took us like 20 minutes just to figure out how to like get us all in the same space oh, yeah. so that we actually one get everyone invited to the same space two don't have randos we, in our space. Yeah, don't have randos, just have us three like figure out how we like started whatever it was. It's like, okay. We're all in GTA five. Like, where are you? I'm over here. You're over there. What the heck is going on? Well, we have to all get together somehow. And like, let's all be physically in the same space in the game. Nope. That didn't work. Oh, we have to invite people. Oh, here's this weird menu. Like it was just, yeah. Was oh, you had to pull up your freaking cell phone. You had to find like yes. the cell phone hotkey and pull up your cell phone to like accept an invite or something. Yeah. We had like, to, like, we had to like, commission yeah like an investigative committee to dig into the nature of the multiplayer interactions in order to understand how to play it Disaster. so so uh i i 100 agree with y'all uh i and i totally understand the challenges that that they had right they made they made a single player game and then they were like hey can we make multiplayer work and so that's why there's all this jank um mm -hmm. but but it felt like it felt like and maybe this is actually accurate but it felt like um Everyone just kind of go all nilly willy and make your own multiplayer mods, and it's like just cram them in here. And it's like the Roblox model, right? Yep. Where it's like you create your own thing, you throw it in here, and only the best of the best will be be at the top, the cream of the crop. Um, which okay, sure, I'm sure the people who make those they're having a great time. But again, for the multiplayer project, having that the difficulty of initiating a game. Uh, and then just the lack of enjoyment Fizz. on all of them. I feel like there's probably, you know, maybe there's some good stuff out there. Maybe there's some good multiplayer modes in GTA Five that we just didn't get around to. Shoot, yeah. Isn't that a shame? Isn't that a shame that <laughs> because of those barriers and the difficulty and like the lack of polish of getting those in front of us that we didn't get to experience it? That's that's my perspective anyway. Um, this, I'm going to, I'm going to change, I'm going to, uh, mention a new flop or a fizzle, um, which just, just for its adjacency, I was going to Sam, you got a fizzle flop in here. Is it a flop or a fizzle? You're I the one it, presenting I think it's a fizzle. It. I think it's a fizzle. Okay. Uh, is, and, and I'm just, I'm just including it just because it's of, of its similarity to GTA five is Forza five. Uh, all, mm. no, all I need to say is the racing is the best part of it and the multiplayer is jank. Yeah. And yeah. you have to do freaking an hour of homework before you can play with your yep, friends. That's another, yep. <laughs> did it have? Uh, it did, oh yeah, it did. Yeah, you were like yeah, this whole mandatory like, like tutorial intro sequence. Yeah. Yeah, like really, come on, guys. Like I get that it's cool, but it's a racing game. There's like four buttons. There's the go button, the stop button, the turn buttons. That's it. You got it. Like you'll figure it out. What about the out. drift button? Was there a drift no, button? There's no drift button. It's basic. Drift is gas plus brake plus turn. Equals drift. Equals That's why drift. you need a tutorial. That's complicated. That's three things at once. 
Listen, this is fours of five. People have done this at least four times before this. Uh, what, what's another flop? Another. I think this one was. I think this one was actually a flop, not a fizzle. Um, the uh, Century Age of Ashes. Okay. <laughs> Somebody told me it was gonna be cool, and honestly, it sounded so cool. It really did. They're like dragons. PvP, Dragon Rider, uh, uh, I don't know, like a PvP Dragon Rider um, arena, arena game, deathmatch, whatever. And I'm like, dude, sign me up. You can get me on the back of a dragon blowing fire. Uh, and honestly, positive. The flying felt really good, right? Like flying around felt good. The controls, although it did take a second to get a, get the hang of it. Like, it was fun to fly around on a dragon for a while. But again, I think similar to Ember, like, the core gameplay was just so flat. Like, it's like, oh, I can do, I can shoot A or I can shoot B. And that's it. And the ways that you, like, moved around and the way that you kind of dodged, like, the skill was just, I'm sure there's maybe a, a high skill cap for people who can really maneuver their dragons. Um but it was just like, okay, you know, 20 minutes in, you're like, okay, I've experienced all that I've, I need to experience, right? And everything was right. like, um, oh, here's your modes. There's now six people instead of three. Oh, but it's basically the same. Nick, did Total you play? Pop. Did you play a century? I, I played with Crump, yeah. Okay. Um, it was it was all right. It was cool. It was cool being on a dragon, but I was like, eh, like I don't know. I, I, I think with the multiplayer project, I think we're just at the point where like generally something that we can like ease into that's like relatively easy to learn and like have a good time playing is important. And I think this is one of those where it's just like we were playing. It just felt like you had to get like pretty adept. Like I, I, there's this one match I was playing with Tyler and Tyler played more than me. And I just kept getting absolutely slapped by this one dragon rider on the other team. And I could do like nothing. I was just like, I just wasn't good enough. Um, <laughs> Tyler was trying his best to carry us uh, in tandem with some other guy, but it, it was just like, I was like, okay, I, I can put like another like five, 10 hours in and get better at this. But I was like, just, you know, play something else. So, um, but it was worth trying. It was good. It was interesting. But yeah, free to play, I think. So, yeah, free to play. It. I think it still is free to play on Steam. If you want to try it out, you know, one night probably you'll be, you'll be fine, but maybe it'll catch for you. Yeah. My next flop. Uh, or maybe it's a fizzle. I think this is probably a fizzle. Was uh, was Mordhau, uh, which I played with. I, I had a lot of fun with uh, with you and Seb, with Nick and yeah. Seb, and yeah. um, especially I remember getting hopping into a server and like trying to figure <laughs> out how to parry. You know, like, like the battle was over a, here. Was it a repost or what was the thing yeah, called? It wasn't a stuff. parry. It was like a. I don't know. I can't remember. It, so uh, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, once again, I think this, this falls into the category. I mean, it just didn't take off with our group. Um, yeah. I think this falls into the category of too difficult. Yeah. Um, just, it's, it's just a high, it's a very high skill game. And so if you're not good, you're just going to walk in and get your head chopped off. And, and it's just a walking, it's a walking guillotine simulator. Yeah. Well, it was fun though when we played it. It only fizzled out, but we had good times, like trying like hold like the fort or whatever. Like it's pretty cool, and it's got a lot of character that game. Um, but I think you're right that it was just too hard. 
Like we literally spent, like you said, I think 45 minutes. We found like an empty server. And I was like, like looking at YouTube videos on the side that like Sam posted in the channel. I was like, okay, all right, I'm going to swing now in this way. Okay. Okay. If I, if I hit the key now, does it work? And this once we got, we're like, oh, shoot. But then, like, trying to replicate it in the heat of battle was, like, just beyond my abilities, at least. It's a real combat simulator. No, yeah. no, no, not really, but. Pretty accurate. Okay, I got a quick one. Dragon Quest Builders 2. Sam and I played this recently. Like, like last week. We spent, yeah, we spent, I don't know, 30, 20 minutes doing tasks for a skeleton. On a ship that we were stuck on, like Onboarding a homework. ship. Yep. Before you classic homework phase, but I was like, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. You know, we can place blocks. It's sort of like the art style. The movement feels good. I'm feeling positive. Uh, then we get to the next island and we can't invite each other. And then I do some research and it's like, oh, you got to get like 75 percent of the way through the game before you can invite people. And I was like, Ugh. more Just, the moral the moral of the story here is if Xbox says it's multiplayer co op. <laughs> Don't trust them. You may not be able to trust it. <laughs> Lies. But that being said, Xbox Game Pass is still a great value. Tyler, what's uh, your next uh, fizzle or flop? What do you recognize on the list here? Listen, so I'm going to start it off, but it's going to have to go to one of you guys immediately after because um, of the reason. Icarus. Okay. Um, you didn't you didn't you didn't play Icarus. Here's the deal for me. Yeah, but that's why I'm going to go to it next is because and then why I called it a fizzle slash flop for me personally. And then you guys can tell the real reasons. Uh, I just am a derp, apparently, is what happened because I bought it as a pre-order thinking like, all right, I'm going to get to go play this and it will be fun. I'm going to go try it out as it's in like an alpha mode or whatever. And then I and then I realized like it was only open on certain days yeah, on the weekend, uh, on certain weekends, which were just so happened to be the weekends that I was not able to play. And for me, it was just like, oh, OK, well, if I'm paying this money for this game and I can only play it on these days that I don't get to play it, I'm just not I'm just going to refund it. So I just refunded my money. And um, and maybe, you know, Icarus people, if you're listening, not that you ever will, but if you did. I think this is actually more on me than it is on you about the clarity of being of, like of the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it was it wasn't entirely clear to me on all of the resources that I had looked that, Oh, between X day, the 25th and X day, the 27th yeah. is the only time you'll be able to get on. And then after that, we're going to shut everything down. And then you don't get a play for another three weeks in this next play window. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't really like that approach for pre-alpha or whatever the early access games. That was why I would call it a fizzle for me personally. But you guys yeah. have real legitimate reasons, right? No, I, I would I would definitely call it a hard fizzle. Um, I think it's got, you know, I, w- I was attracted to it by the promise of Space Valheim. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it has promise. It's just, it's just too, it's too early, right? You experience one aspect of it being too early where it's like literally not, you couldn't play on a outside of the weekend. <laughs> But I would also yeah. say, and and Nick might agree with me that like in the game as you are playing it, like we reached a point where it was just walking simulator, and you walk yeah. you walk ten miles and get killed by a bear. That's exactly what happened to me. I think, <laughs> I think, I think the the structure thing was weird. It was weird. It was like you can only play, 
you know, Friday and Saturday up until like 9 p.m. on the Saturday. And then you have to wait like two weeks. I think there they're trying maybe to avoid people playing too much and getting burned out or something. But it was weird. And I don't think it really worked um, for us. You know, if you don't have like a fully open schedule for playing games, then it gets challenging. Uh, but yeah, what Sam said. I think where it broke for me, like I was kind of getting into it. And I was like, this is cool. And I was like, okay, so we've like done some hunting. We like made our knives and bows. We have some food. We have a shelter. And I was like, okay, well, I, you know, we discovered some story elements. It's like, all right, I got to go get a satellite part or something. And I look at the grid and it's like seven grid blocks away. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go. Meanwhile, Sam's like, no, you should come with me. We should go together. I'm like, no, I don't need to go with you. Like, tip of the I spear. <laughs> I can handle the world on my own. No problem. So I'm off on my own adventure, you know, merrily trekking south. And then I basically got on the wrong side of a mountain range. So there was no way to like go back, reconnect with Sam. It just wasn't happening. I was like, I have mm -hmm. to go this way. Gets the nighttime. I'm just, you know, trundling along. Got to keep, you know, the progress going. Find some caves, mine some ore. And then I come across a bear. I think I was trying to build a shelter to sleep in because I was like, I don't want to travel in the dark. This is annoying. A bear mm. comes and attacks me. The shelter gets set on fire. The bear gets set on fire. I think I did kill the bear, <laughs> but then wow. then another bear came or a wolf came and I died. And then I was like, okay, well now my corpse is like 40 minutes away walking. How annoying. I don't think we ever recovered my corpse because it was too nope. far away. Nope. I yeah. think we just hard. And then I was like, we tried to go a different way towards the satellite, but it was like cold zone. I was like, what the heck is this? Like, this is so annoying. Like, I think, yeah, it just maybe the next step up was a little too harsh. Uh, yeah. And it was a little unclear as to how you should proceed, but there was some cool stuff. Like near the end, I came back and there was like a, like a windstorm and it was like tearing down our house. And that was kind of cool. Uh, my next uh, flop, I'm going to give uh, a kind of like, uh, or fizzle or maybe, no, I think this was a flop. Um, I think Screeps uh, mm. was probably never going to make it. It was probably never going to make it. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, persistent online base building strategy game, but you do everything by way of coding. Uh, which is just yeah. which is just really difficult, right? Again, yeah. really difficult. It scratches it scratches an itch for those of you who like to you know write little bots and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But it is very very deep. Uh, we we never actually even like interacted with other people. We didn't get to that point. Um, flop. Yep, flop. It's all so I never flop. played it. I was like, eh. it sounded interesting, but it was like very complex. Yeah, it sounded interesting from afar for me. Uh, although I do feel like to some degree, I probably should become more technical and learn how to do some stuff like that. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, another one I would add, and, and this actually reminded me from the Icarus comment was Astroneer. <clears throat> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. We didn't put that on the list. Yeah, it's not on the list, but it, I was reminded of it. So Astroneer again, similar to the space Valheim, um, kind of approach where like it's survival ish. So that being said, like I never really felt like my life was actually in danger in, mm. in Astroneer at any real point in time. And uh, it felt just kind of more like a uh, like more of a gatherer 
hunter gatherer type game than an actual survival. Like it's like, oh, here you're on space. Go get X. Go do Y. Go get X again. Go do Y again. And it was more like <clears throat> how quickly you can progress through the tree. Um, why I think it's a flop. Uh, number one, I think this is this also goes back to some of the things we've talked about in some of the other podcast episodes, but I'll reiterate it because you maybe hadn't heard it. This is one where some people had already gotten so far oh, yeah. that yep. the discovery yeah. piece was not like like part of the things like part of the game is learning what's next. And when people already knew what was next, like you coming in, you just felt like you were playing catch up. And mm-hmm. and then like people would like build these more advanced technology and they just kind of hand it over to you and you're like, okay, well that's cool, whatever. I you miss out on that piece. But Taking that taking that one aspect away from it, um, <clears throat> I think the aesthetics were great. Like the way that the game looked and just kind of like how everything interacted. And I even think that they had something really interesting and unique with the way that like you kind of built this automation tool process to, yep. you know, you built these platforms and you could build these special things on it. And then you can create an automation flow that would create resources for you even while you weren't there. I thought that was really cool. Um, that being said, like there just wasn't a whole lot to it after you'd like, it's like, Oh, go discover a new place. And then it's like, now you just got to do the same thing over again. And you have to like rebuild bases. And it was like, I don't know. It just felt like you, you were advancing enough in technology, uh, but they didn't feel like really significant advances. And then you yeah. just got to a point where you're just like, oh, well, like I did all of this stuff so that I could, but <laughs> yeah, right? I think, I think Astro Year is a fine single player game. Uh, I, I liked it. It scratched my itch for a solid 20 hours or so. Uh, but yeah, the multiplayer just wasn't, wasn't very, wasn't terribly compelling. Yeah. So that's my, all that's right. My, <clears throat> my last game that I'm going to talk about, I'm put in the flop category it's called prop hunt uh only me and sam played it i think is that right yeah for like half an hour yeah i just like i don't know it's weird like it just felt like it's very silly okay i'm pretending to be a you know image on the wall or whatever and someone else is hunting for it and if you stand out they'll shoot you but uh, that one, it was like, okay, well, maybe if you get really familiar with the levels, then it gets more interesting because you're like, oh, that thing looks out of place. But we're just like, I don't know this map. I don't know this level. I don't know why I should care. Why am I playing a game where I'm hunting someone else who is an inanimate object? <laughs> like, <laughs> eh, it was just uh, it maybe just not in our wheelhouse. Um, yes, yep. I, I, I remember observing that one because I think there was something I was doing and I watched you guys play. Yeah. And and to some degree I am a little sad that the first experience was so poor because it could have like I feel like there might there might maybe still be something there if we get enough people. But Some I do magic. think it would be it might be hard to get everyone convinced to play it after a few hour experiences. Okay, anything be... any other fizzles or flops we should talk about? Because uh... uh I wanna mention just one honorable mention here, um, Age of Empires. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. We did play this one. I still think there might be something there, uh, and the the reason why I might actually say maybe is because it was still a small group of us, and we did have a good time. Um, but 
I think there is another, there's a skill gap pro- problem yeah. that yes. exists here on Age of Empires where, you know, anyone, anyone who's played one of these RTSs knows that if you're better at other people, you can easily just wipe the floor with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think if we got more people, we might be able to have something. But again, Age of Empires is also one of those games where it is a fair commitment. Like you get in and it's like you're in it for a while because you have to build the machine and then you use the machine to go crush each other. And once you do, like it's like pretty clear who the winner is. And then you just feel like, okay, well, I spent all that time to just get completely demolished by the freaking Mongolians and their arrow archers or whatever it was i can't remember what it was that just kind of rolled over us um, yeah I, you know but, that, that's another that's another example of, of a game where like the single player is excellent i i recommend it yes. if you like that type of thing it, the campaign Absolutely. the campaign is very good uh i actually i lost interest in that game when i got stomped by someone online you know a friend yes. like a friend of a friend and i was like oh okay the the difference between the difference in skill between me and this person was so great that like I yeah. just don't want, I don't want to try anymore. Yeah, I think I yes. played with those same people. They were like so much better than us. And I was like, oh man, there's a lot of learning I need to do in order to be competitive here. And I was like, eh. yeah, and it's interesting because there are quite, and I think that um, you know Valorant kind of falls in that same you know as we already mentioned that there are some games out there where the nature of the game is high competitiveness in the multiplayer space and i think like age of empires is one of those games where if you random queued people online like you're gonna get people who are tryhards like 90 percent of the time and if you're not also trying hard then you're gonna have a rough time anyway right didn't work but still might we still might be able to have some fun there if we got like four or five people on a map and, and and played something out there uh especially if we i think co-op, we found co-op was pretty fun i do more co-op matches with people just chill and like do something interesting yeah but not a ton all right uh i think i'm all done on covering fnfs sam you have anything else you want to add no what i was going to do is i was just going to uh, on the list of the i was going to rattle mm. off some of the other games that we played that mm-hmm. um that maybe a fizzle maybe a flop but didn't didn't hold us at least so far right um, yeah, yeah. I should. I guess I should. I should put in the fine print here that just because we call it a fizzle or flop does not mean that it can't reignite our interest later, and maybe we'll have True an episode that. down the line, right? Um, yeah. But just very, very quickly, uh, Titanfall two. We played that a little bit last year. Uh, scrap mechanic. I tried and proposed, and just I don't even. I don't think anybody else tried. Uh, <laughs> Root the Steam port of the board game. I love it. I still play it, but not great for the the group. Uh, Beyond the Wire, remember that World War One game that we played? Yep. Yeah, that one was just utter trash, in my opinion. The game was bad. <laughs> the game was bad. The gameplay was bad. Some people loved it, though. Bad. Yeah, I know. Some people have bad taste. I understand. The game yeah. was terrible. We're uh, listing games here, Tyler. It's not oh, time yes. to interject. No, no, I, no. This, no interjections are worth. Interjections that one was good. worth the interjection. That one, everyone needs to know, don't play that game. There's better oh, games tough. out there. <laughs> I even think maybe, maybe I might even go as far as to say Battlefield, the new Battlefield is better. Yeah, 2042. We also and, need that a shot. And I know how much hate people uh, give that game right now. So I'm going to say, yes, Battlefield 2042 might be better than Beyond the Wire. Wow. Maybe. All right. What about GTA 5? Listen, we're rattling him off. We're not going into <laughs> GTA 5 party. I'm not going to get him on the record. 
Spy Party. Spy we Party. Oh, that. that was great. That was great, but it was only two people. Uh, yeah. Uh, Unrailed was another game that I tried to get y'all to play. Uh, it didn't. It didn't even stick with me. Uh, crab game, which is just very, very silly, you know, bottom depths of the internet. Uh, yep. Descenders, the biking game. Again, I, I, I'd play this again, but I just noticed that we didn't, we haven't played it in a while. Rubber Bandits, which is like Gang Beasts, uh, kind of interesting. Anacrusis, which is a, uh, which is like Left 4 Dead 2. And then, yeah, Battlefield 2042. Yeah. All this to say that we put a lot of effort into finding games that we end up liking so <laughs> it's uh it's a little time consuming but it's it's fun it's fun the exploratory process i yeah i think you know i like i think this is the main takeaway here and like the you know the mission of the multiplayer project we asked this question in the bean battles episode how do we find games like this right right yes and uh and especially with the game pass is like it's like how do we how do you try these things in a way that is uh you know, like financially responsible and yeah. time efficient and fun. Cause like sometimes at the end of the day, I just want to play something I know. Yep. Yep. Yes. And nothing wrong with that. And I think the yeah. answer, I think the answer is, uh, you know, it does take energy, but play it together, give it 10 minutes or 15 minutes at the very least. Unless it has a mm-hmm. tutorial, then you have to give it 40. Yeah. <laughs> Look, looking at you, dragon builders, <laughs> dragon, dragon quest builders. Skilly guy, go get some wood now. Um, cool. And someone added a new section, which I like. And based on the punctuation, I think it's Sam who added it. So, Sam, you want to introduce a new section? Yeah. What? Are, uh, you know, we're t- we're talking about all these games that we're not playing, but what are are we playing right now? What are we? Mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to playing in the next few days? So is it a, is it a TMP joint or like just just general game consumption just in our lives? Any, it could be anything. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I guess since I'm asking questions, I can go first. Um, I am playing The Outer Worlds a lot. I actually just recently figured out how to use a console command to remove a flaw, which would which actually prevented me from having passive health regeneration. So that's a big win. Um, I'm playing. Sorry, is that, is that a cheat or a? Yes, it's a. <laughs> so okay. Well, I downloaded this thing on the internet that helped it so that I won't <laughs> die. I, so in order and to I do this, this auto aim feature, <laughs> I had to inject a DLL into my executable to unlock the console um, yes. in the game. If it was a multiplayer game, you would probably get banned for cheating uh, if they detected it. But the problem, so I don't want to go look, too look, far. Look, into at this, him, but... look at him work his, his work himself into contortions <laughs> to not say he's cheating at this game. Mm. No, but the, this okay, game. no, but you need to listen and understand. The problem here is that. In the game, you have attributes. You have some attribute points at the start, and you allocate them towards other attributes. Or and, and then after that, you cannot alter your attributes, except that during the game, they have this interesting system where like, if enough bad shoot happens to you, you can get a flaw. So if you get caught stealing a bunch, you can get a flaw. Or if you get hit by robots a bunch, you can get a flaw. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I see Sam typing. Um, <laughs> curse at if enough bad shoes happen to you, um, uh, and but you you can accept the flaw. You can choose to reject the flaw. You can accept it, mm-hmm. uh, and you get a perk a- point. Perk points are nice, except that the flaw comes with a penalty to your attributes, which I didn't realize 
the negative impact there mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. my temperament dropped below average and I no longer mm-hmm. have passive health regeneration, which means that yeah. anytime you take damage, you need to heal yourself with a healing item. You're going to run out of healing items. It's not yes. tenable. What I, what I, I understood from that, <laughs> yeah, what I understood from that long, long description was I, I needed to find a way to circumvent the consequences of my own decisions. <laughs> Yep, I, I I understand perfectly now, Nick. Thank you for no, okay. Imagine anyway, you're a novice. What else are you playing, Nick? <laughs> we should have a separate conversation about this. <laughs> what else am I playing? World of Warcraft with my friends. Overwatch with Sam, 10 p.m. ish most nights. Warzone with the boys. Getting absolutely slaughtered every time new weapons come out. We don't know what the hell's happening. That's Which, a, by the way, that's I, a multiplayer project game yeah which which by the way i heard that they updated ricochet and it's even more fun than it was before and maybe even actually functioning but you know maybe not only at least for another week Ooh, they boosted ricochet that's good uh what else you got nick is that your list chess i played chess on the way home from work sometimes i play hearthstone in the evening that's a fair amount that's That's it that's all my list is going to be shorter. I still do the war zone. You know, you got to get the sweat in every once in a while. It's pretty much um, my only form of exercise at this point. I do probably need to change that <laughs> in my life. I know people who are hearing that for the first time are just like, man, this guy must be huge. I actually have a very amazing metabolism. So well, you should see him play war zone. Yeah, you should see me play war zone. I can run like nothing else. Uh yeah, I should I need to sweat more often than doing other things other than Warzone. Um, another game I'm actually kind of digging a little bit this uh, single player game called Dreamscaper. It's mm-hmm. on uh it's on the um Xbox Game Pass. I'm still early enough that I haven't quite decided whether I like would recommend the game or not yet. But it is kind of like a roguelike action RPG type very interesting interaction between like being in a dream state and like being out of the dream. And there's like some story going on there, but I haven't actually been following the story very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, at first I was like, wow, this game is so easy. And then it unlocked, like over time it unlocked different things. I think it took a little longer than it should have to unlock them, but it unlocked some difficulty settings and I turned them up just to see how bad it was. And I got freaking crushed, <laughs> just absolutely destroyed. And I was like, okay, well maybe there is actually some skill here that uh, the mm-hmm. game is actually harder than I thought it was. They just give you the easy mode as you get started. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that one's been interesting. I actually also would like to play more seven days to die. However, my problem with that game is it's like Valheim <clears throat> in which your progress is server based or, Whatever it would be, so it's, it's unlike Valheim in that respect. Your your characters do not pass between servers. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I mean, in the sense that, like, uh, with the Valheim worlds, this was the, my point was like with the Valheim worlds, where if you want to get on it, you either have to have the server, you know, uh, yes, yes, in yes. the cloud, or you have to be on at the same time the person who created it was on. Yes. yes. And the problem that I have is that the person that I had created that I was like, this is the one I want to play is on the server of somebody who's like, hasn't been online for a while and also has an earlier bedtime than I do. So (laughs) it's just like, well, I'm like, well, crap. Now, like if I start my own, 
then I have to like convince everybody to come join my server, which is not yeah. going to happen because everyone's got. And you have to restart player. your character. If the character yeah. were portable, I would be like, all right, fizz. I'll just go somewhere else. Yeah, and I, I don't want to relevel my character. And honestly, like, I wish that. Okay, word to the developers if you guys are still around because the game is old. Uh, if they would make, just let me take my dude. Like, I don't even care about the equipment. Like, let me take yeah. my dude. Have the equipment be server based. I'd be fine with that. But whatever. Anyway, those are the games that I'm currently playing. Uh, and then we also played. Maybe, maybe Sam, you want to talk about that? Yeah. One. So, so my the other, the only other one that we're playing that I would love to play again is called Regular Human Basketball, <laughs> which is, uh, it's basically if you've played Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. It's that, yes. but team versus team. And which is also a fantastic game, by the way. Which is also a fantastic game. Uh, also, a uh, it's like a local co-op game. Uh, mm. highly, yeah, I do highly recommend. Very cute. Um, but yes, regular human basketball. Uh, I can't explain it. Just just Google it. Yeah, so um, I really would like to see... It doesn't. It's not quite clear what the player cap is in that game, is it? Or did you find out, Sam? I haven't found out yet. Uh, I think that... Yeah, I would uh, love to see how... Yeah. I would love to see how that game operates with more than the 2v2 that we played because it, I can see it getting definitely very chaotic, but that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yep. It thrives in the chaos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, I think that that is, that's the end of the episode. And um, we have a musical outro that's been prepared by our, uh, the secondary host of this episode. Normally me, but in this case, it's Mr. Peck. Goodbye, everybody. Seriously. He's just not wearing anything. He's just standing there in front of his computer. Dark most, naked. most webcams I know like wouldn't fit in a normal glass of water. This is what a jug of water. Jug? It's not a glass. An open jug of water. You on, yes. a, on, on your computer near your computer. You have an open yeah. jug of water. Yes. You know what? I think this With merits... no lid. A lidless. Yeah. <laughs> open <laughs> jug of water near your. All right. Like a pitcher. Your